Well, I'm excited about this morning because this is something that I've been dealing with. And so this is kind of the journey of James. And if you, if you, if you want to jump on, that's great. Um, but as we've been talking about the me I want to be, um, this is a, a process that I've been going through this past 10 years since being in ministry as who am I? And, I? and I realized that there are things in my life that I'm really afraid of. And one thing I, that, I, that I really fear is heights. If you know me, I am petrified of heights. When I have to climb the ladder to do the, uh, the, the projector, I'm like shaking. And eventually Zach says, I'm going to take over. The projector's going to fall. Um, <clears throat> but case in point, when I was in, uh, in, at Asbury, I was on leadership teams and ministry teams and things like that. And the cool thing to do was to go to the ropes course. Now, the low ropes initiatives, awesome, because you do all the problem solving, figure out how you can bridge and do things. You do group things. Yay, family, love. Um, but when we got to the high ropes, I started to have a little puddle form beneath my leg because it scares me, okay? Being up that high freaks me out. And it, 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 I am still petrified to this day of, 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 of ropes, of, of high things. When I, when I, uh, I never told my wife this, but when I... Uh, when I proposed to her, we were on top of a mountain. I didn't want to get too close to the edge because I didn't want some wind to blow me off. Will you marry me? I, I, I just didn't want that to happen. I, I am afraid of heights. And it is, it is, sometimes it's immobilizing. And I don't know if you have fears in your life where you just feel immobile. You feel like I cannot move. I am scared, witless, piddle. Piddle, piddle. But I have, those, I have fears in my life. And some of them, I, you know, I'm afraid of what people might think of me. I'm afraid of being left out. I'm, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of opening myself up because what you may see might get a little messy. Fear is, 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 is something that can mask our mistrust of God. Sometimes fear could be a, a mask for disobedience. I was afraid to tithe for the longest time because I didn't think I had enough. I don't know if you can relate to this. We talked about money this past year, like, bam, bam, I feel like I can hit, bam, bam. You know, I tithe when it's enough. God, I have debt. God, you know, we have medical bills. God, what are you doing? And in just in this past year, we started tithing out of the 10%. That's not to pat myself on the back. I was scared witless. I mean, I was scared that we weren't going to have enough. And Rochelle, the whole time has been like, let's tithe, let's tithe. No, no, we, look, we have like, obs of debt. You know, my student loan, my second child still needs to be paid off and be fed. Um, we have things going on. Well, I got to tell you something. That fear of not having enough, that fear of getting, having to get more debt, if, you know, if something came up, God proved me wrong. God proved me wrong countless times this, this past year of, oh my gosh, we just got a doctor's bill for $300. We don't have any money left. And then all of a sudden, like a check from UK comes back in that I'd forgotten I was supposed to get a reimbursement. Oh, and we found a check that was kind of hiding in one of my Bibles. And I was like, what's going on? I felt like, I felt like Matt, one of Max's stories. Yay, Jenny got a job, you know? And I was like, awesome, you know? It's like God provides. But it still is scary. So I don't know if you guys have fears. I, I have fears. And sometimes, sometimes it, it, is, it is just a struggle to step out and step out of those fears. So I want to look at another character because guess what? If, if you have fears, you're not alone. 
Pastors have fears, and some of the greatest heroes in this book that we call God's Word had fears. And so I want to turn to Exodus 3. This is a well-known figure in the Bible. He goes by Moses. You probably have heard of him, you know. We celebrate the man. We say he's a hero of faith, but Moses also struggled. And so this is one of the, the one of his first struggles that we see. Now, if you if you don't know the story of Moses, remember that he was born Pharaoh wanted to kill all the baby boy Hebrew boys in Egypt. Okay, he he uh, escapes being in the in the basket. Princess finds him. Yay! Gets raised to be healthy. Then he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave. He kills the Egyptian. And then he sees Hebrews fighting. Okay, this is the short James condition, you know, rendition. See Hebrews fighting. They say, oh, you killed an Egyptian. What do you have to say to us? Oh, people know. Oh, crap. He's afraid. He runs away. Finds a nice girl, gets married, has a couple kids. Now he's a shepherd. He's thinking, I'm scot-free. My old life is behind me. I have nothing to fear. And so, oh, God shows up. Exodus 3. One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, The priest of Midian, he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Okay, first of all, if I saw a bush flaming up, just like the heights, run, piddle, whatever, I would be be so afraid. I would be Yoda would be like, mm, I sense much fear in you. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. Again, he's a lot braver than, I, than I'm giving him credit for. I guess I didn't read that verse because um, I would have walked away. Um, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses. Okay, bush calling. Oh, scared. Here I am, Moses replied. See, he's really brave. What's going on? Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I've seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now, go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God. You know, I think this past year, I, I think God has been speaking through the services here. I think God, God's been speaking to me. There's been some moments that I feel like that God has been speaking directly to me. I don't know if Max is taking notes from our meetings and then using them as sermon illustrations because sometimes I feel like he's preaching right from my, right from my journal. And I, and, and, and I hear God speaking. And, and, and just like Isaiah had a, 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 extreme, a tremendous, a tremendous, excuse me, um, awesome way that God talked to him. Hey, you in the back row, you're called to ministry. Some of us have those experiences. Some of us have moments where God is speaking to us in the quiet of our car when we're blaring our horn in traffic. Or some of us, a quiet time in the morning 
But there have been moments in our lives that I believe that God has been speaking to us. Some of us aren't listening. Some of us are hard-headed like James. It's taken me 10 years to come to grips with some of my fears and failures. But God has been speaking to us in this generation's family. He has a word for us. He has his heart's cry. He has a better way for us. And, he, and he, some, of it for us, some of our choices are hard. Some of us actually have to, to listen to what he says and have to evaluate what's going on in our lives. And it's crazy. It's scary. You know, God has just asked Moses to go back to Pharaoh, to Egypt, to, to free his people. Did God realize that Moses was a murderer? That he was a failure? That he fled? with his tail tucked between his legs. But Moses protested. God, listen to this. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? He questioned his value. He questioned that God could even use him that God, God could actually even just, just, God, I'm okay leading sheep. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Are, are, you, are, are you off your rocker? And some of us are afraid of who we are. Some of us, maybe just like Moses, we're afraid of past. We're afraid of the present. We're afraid of circumstances in life. Fear is immobilizing. We're fear of failure. God, I can't do that. I might fail. Do you, do you know who I am? And God answered, I will be with you. I love the psalm that you, re- you read, Brad. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I will be with you. God is bigger than you are. God is bigger than your failures. God is bigger than Moses being a murderer. God used this murderer to do amazing things. Just think what God could use you for. And so as I think about me, I think about my fears, I think about my inadequacies, inadequacies and, I, and, I, and I realize that, that they are holding me back because I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like that I have what it takes to be in ministry. And I read, a, a, you know, I, I read about all these other pastors and I see what they do. Can God use me? But yet I've seen through, throughout my life that God can use and this guy. God can use you. I will be with you. And see, here's the thing. God says, I will be with you. And we're like, okay, God, easy answer. You'll be with me, great. <laughs> Hear what Moses says after this. Uh, but, but Moses protested again. okay. God, I get that you're going to be with me. Easy answer. Thanks for the cliche. I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? And what should I tell them? God, uh, Moses is, is questioning, God, sh- okay, you say this is who you are, okay? But who are you really? Because a name has power. Think about how sometimes we name our children uh, and how the Israelites named their children. I mean, Joshua. 
means the Lord is my salvation. That was Jesus' Hebrew name. Jesus is Greek for Joshua. Names have power. And that also means a, who you are. And so Moses was asking, hey God, who are you really? You say you're this God, but guess what? I haven't seen you. I'm over here being a shepherd. Your people have been in oppression for 400 years. Who are you really? What he's really asking is, can I trust you? What is your name? Can I trust you? And this is what God says. He says, look, and we all know this. He says, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. The God of our our ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. I was and have always been. I am, I am the God of not just Abraham and Isaac of Jacob, but I'm your God. Not only am I with you, but I am everything you need. I am enough. You say you're not good enough. Who am I? Well, I am. Fear. Fear. I think it's so interesting. If you, if, you know, we don't really find this, find this tie-in with the passage of, of Moses saying, well, who am I really and who are you? You know, Moses is struggling with, with his, his identity. He's struggling with, I, I can't do this. He's struggling with, with God. God, are you able to do this? I don't know if this reminds you of anything, but it kind of reminds me of my struggles with maybe tithing or, or struggles with, can I trust God with my kids? Can, or with my kid? Well, sometimes he's so active, he's like kids. Um, <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. You've heard him before. Um, But can I trust God with my future? Can I trust God with moving away and starting a school that I have no idea where it's going to come from? Can I trust God with going to school full time, going to work? Can I trust God with future decisions? Do I marry this person? Do I not? Can I trust God with what am I going to do with my aging parents? Can I trust God that my, child, my son will make the right decision when he's 16, 17, 18, when it comes to life? Can I trust God to sustain me through troubling times, through the good times? God, who are you? Because if we can't answer that question, God, who are you here? If we can't answer that question, we're going to be stuck. And if we keep going back, God, I'm not good enough. God, I can't do this. We're going to be stuck where we are. God is bigger than what we deal with on a daily basis. God gives us more. What can we fear if he is our light and our salvation? What can, what can stand against us? Well, there's a lot, but it's how we stand against it because we know God has our back. Who am I? Who are you, God? And God gives us great. Look, look I'm the God that, has, that, that was the God of your, your ancestors. I'm the God of now. But Moses protested again. Dude, I'm so like Moses. 
gosh, it kills me when I read this because I'm like, this is so me. Who am I? Man, I want people to recognize me. I don't want to be left out. You know, and I want people to see my talents and me, 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 me. And I'm so willing to be stubborn and say, God, no. I want to be comfortable. I want to be safe. I don't want to do what you want because that's dangerous. That's crazy talk. Who am I? Who are you, God? What could I possibly say? Oh, what if they won't believe me, God, or, or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord had never appeared to you? He is so fearful. He's so afraid. And, said, and, and this is where we get into the signs. And he says, hey, what's that in your hand? Well, that's a staff. Okay. Well, throw a staff on the ground. Why? Just throw it on the ground. Okay. Snake. Now, again, I'm afraid of snakes, okay? <clears throat> so uh, you can notice that I'm afraid of a lot of things. Uh, in Georgia, we carry a snake charmer around. It's a, it's a 410 gauge with a little shoulder strap. And every time we see a rattler, bam, it's gone. I worked in the peach industry for a while as a teenager, and I cleared land, swamp land down in Georgia, which, by the way, was a whole reason for me going to college. So <clears throat> just FYI. Um, so, but uh, it turns into a snake, and he says, okay, that's one sign. Pick it up. So he grabbed it by the tail, and it went back to his staff. And he says, all right, well, <laughs> you thought that was cool. Stick your hand in your, whoosh, sticks his hand in his, claw, in his robe, pulls it out. Leprosy. Woo, cool, cool party tricks. Look, I can do leprosy on the hand. Whoop, go back out. And, and he says, all right, now, and, and, and look, I got one even better. If they don't believe after that, Grab a pitcher of the Nile water, run over and pour it out. It's going to turn into blood. Okay, not only have we had the questions, hey, look, I am, and you're good enough, and I'll be with you. Oh, we got signs. Moses is like a five-year-old or a three-year-old at this point in time. He doesn't even protest. He pleads, oh, God, please don't send me. Please send someone else. I don't want to go. God, no. Uh, no, you probably have never experienced that if you're a parent. It's like, I feel like that with Josh, you know. It's like, Josh, will you please clean your room? Ignore, ignore. Hey, hey, Josh, will you please clean your room? Ignore, ignore, ignore. Hey, Josh, will you please clean your room? No, I'm playing we. Gosh, the we, the bane of my existence. So, all right. But Moses protested. Pleaded, oh Lord, I am not good with words. He is doing anything and everything not to do the thing that God is asking him to do. Because you know what? It's going to cost him a little. He's going to have to go back to Egypt and face his demons. Fear is a, fear is a, a, a strange monster. It's like we're content. We're like pigs, and we're content to wallow in the mess. But there's something bigger and better outside the sty. But fear will keep us there. And Moses is pleading, I'm not good with words, God. Come on. And the Lord says, look, 
Who makes a person's mouth? Duh, I am, yeah. Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear, do not hear, or, or see, or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord, I am? Hello, yeah. Now go, I will, see, he's starting to get a lot of rate. I have, a, I have an explanation point. Now go, that's, that's the point where like, if you don't go, I'm gonna count to three, and I'm gonna spank your little hind parts. All right? This fear thing is starting to, it's, it's starting to mess, mess, it's gonna mess you up. Come on now. It says, go, and I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what you say. And you know the funny thing? You would say the third time's the charm, the fourth time's the charm. No, no, no. Moses again pleaded, oh God, this time he doesn't even give a reason. God, send anyone else. I don't want to go. Please. And you wonder, what is this? What is your, what is your deal? Well, God is, God is saying, look, I want you to go to free these some hundred thousand, million, however many people were actually, that's debated in, in uh, scripture by, by uh, scholars, by the way. We don't know, really know how many people are there. Some say millions, some say a couple hundred thousand. You can decide. All right. Um, but I need you to go save my people. And Moses is still hung up. Still hung up. And I find it interesting. He's, you know, he says, all right, look, I'll get your brother to go, but you're going. Do you understand me? You're going. It's kind of like parents make a concession. All right, look, fine. You can play the Wii right now, but if you don't clean your room by 4 o'clock, it's on like Donkey Kong and not Donkey Kong Country, all right? Because that's fun. It won't be fun for you. So it's, you think you fear me now, fear me later. Um, and says, he will be your mouthpiece. And so take your shepherd staff with you. Now I find it interesting, Bible gives us a good, a, good, uh, a good indicator of what's really going on in Moses' mind. And 419 says this, before Moses left Midian, the Lord said to him, return to Egypt for all those who wanted to kill you have died. Fear, fear of who we are. Fear, can I trust you, God? Are, 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 you, are you really that good? Are you really that big? Can you take care of my finances? Can you take care of my children? God, I know you're telling me to quit this job, but I have no clue what I'm going to do. That is crazy talk. God, I know you've called me to ministry, and I've been running away from it. It's hard. No, I don't want to do that. God, I've been sacrificing my family because I'm a workaholic. I, I know I should quit, but someone's got to bring home the bacon. Somebody's got to do that. And so we are immobile because of fear. We can find any excuse in the book not to change. But God has something bigger and better for us. He, we talked about a mountain last week. We talked about the me I want to be, the me that God wants to be. I'm, re, I'm reading the book, and, he, and, and, and God wants to make you you-ier, okay? Not holier, you-ier. But the only way you can become you here is you have to let go of the fears. You got to stop languishing in fear. You got to stop hiding yourself in fear. Sometimes we use pride. Sometimes we act like we're all big and bad, but really we're melting inside. Sometimes we, we hide the disobedience. Fear, fear is a mask 
of disobedience. It's a mask of distrust. And it's a mask of immobility because we're afraid to fail. I'm not claiming that God's pathways are easier because there are some times starting the tithe, I was starting to sweat a little bit. I was starting to get a little nervous. And when I was running away from ministry, because I had a bad experience in my first ministry, running away, went to seminary, and I started talking to Max, and he was talking about church and ministry. I was like, this man is crazy. And then I start to feel my heart start to turn. Oh, crap. I I just want to teach God. I don't want to go back into ministry. That's crazy talk. Crazy people go into ministry. I don't want to do that. That's hard. So I got some questions for you. Because I, before, I answer the, before I ask you the questions, I, I'm going to say this. God is bigger than your fear. God is better than you think. If you give it up, I promise you that you will not regret it. Yes, it will get a little messy. Yes, it may hurt. You may have to open yourself up. You may have to go to, to that parent or that sibling or that friend or, or that long-lost lover that you're jilted at. You might have to actually forgive them and talk about it. Oh, my gosh. But there is healing. And I don't want to languish anymore. I don't want to be the me of yesterday that allows fears and failures to cloud my vision of what God can do, not just through James Ballard, but through my family, through this community called Generations. I want to stand on the rock because Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? No one. Whom shall you fear? No one. Not even yourself. Because Micah, you're pretty awesome. All right? You're like what I call Wookie Wookie. So I got some questions for us. Yes, that was a Star Wars reference. You're welcome. Is there something big God has asked you to do this past year? Or the past, maybe you've been running for the past 10 years, five years. You're like me, a little hard-headed. Is there something that big that God has asked you for, asked you to do, asked you to give up? And why haven't you given up? Is it fear? What do you fear most? Why? Why do you fear? And when you map out your fear, when you think about what you're most afraid of and what's holding you back from a better life, what does it say about your relationship with God? Is he trustworthy? Can I trust you, God? Can I trust you with my finances? Can I trust you with my family? Can I trust you with my daily decisions, job? And the question that I would ask you, is it really true? So God is bigger, he's better, and if he can use me, Lord, help me. If he can use Moses, sometimes I'm, I'm worse than Moses. Good night. I, though I didn't kill anybody, but I, you know, I thought about it a couple times. But, <clears throat> but God is bigger than us. God is bigger than our fears. And he's good. He's not safe. He's like Aslan, if you've 
read the Chronicles. God's not a safe God. Don't get, don't get messed up with that kind of God. You won't be comfortable, but God is good. 